Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nice. Got the drums going. Although I can never be Eddie. I mean, come on. There's so many good songs. Yeah. Little touch upstairs. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we have two daughters that go to school up in Cleveland at Case Western. And at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we just happen to go to visit for something to do up there. And we get up to the, I think it's sixth floor, one of the top floors. And they've got an Eddie Van Halen exhibit. Black and gold guitar is up there. They're explaining how it, you know, how it, he used to pick that that was such a new trend he was amazing i mean like watching him with the song eruption he's just he's just going even in what was this uh not respect the wind humans being like like there were just some songs that he was he was amazing love him love him Future of the college football playoff contract after 2025 is uncertain, but there has been gained momentum for a 14-team college football playoff. ESPN will spend an average of nearly $1.3 billion for the playoff for six seasons. And they're looking at 14 teams. So there'd be an automatic qualification spot. And then the 12-team playoff starts. So then there'd be the battle. And Notre Dame's interesting because you get the, the top. It's It's currently now where you have the top spots for the conferences. So the highest Notre Dame could get would be, what, six? which is good and bad. No buys. They would get to host a home game against what would be perceived to be a lesser opponent in that home game revenue. So how it would work right now, there would be three, or how it would work in this 14-team model, be three automatic qualifier spots for the Big Ten. Three for the SEC, two for the Big 12, two for the ACC, one for the group of five, three at large, and then basically Notre Dame. Like, hey, are they even within the conversation where we want to get them in there? Which just sucks. I mean, they should have to play in a conference like everybody else and not schedule their own damn schedule, but whatever. I don't know if that's... remarkably better scenario have just three from the big 10. I mean, you would assume that the sec is going to have three legitimate ones, but I mean, what if Alabama falls off with a new coach 
What if it's just not the same? What if the power changes and maybe the Big Ten deserves four? Because now you're adding USC and UCLA, Washington. I get a more powerful conference. Maybe, maybe the Big Ten turns to where they shouldn't have only three. And I, I know you have three at large, but I don't know if having that many from one conference, I mean, why not just make them at large? And if they're good enough, let them in. And the automatic qualifier, and maybe two makes sense, maybe. Maybe the two teams that make it into the, the conference championship game are automatically in. But that's going to be interesting going forward. College basketball at the talk right now. And if you watch the end, you may not be an NBA fan. I get it. There's no NBA team here. And it seems to be death anytime you mention those three letters. Be like, oh, you can't mention them in Pittsburgh. There's a Listen, there's a lot of NBA fans here. Whether you're an NBA fan or not, doesn't matter. Watching the end, end of that Cavs game last night. Dallas scores, I think, 2.5 seconds left. It looks like they've got the game. Cleveland has no timeouts left, so they have to inbound it under their own basket. They grab it. They throw it in. And what looks like a design play from basically the other foul line, they throw it in. Player catches it, throws it back. And on the run, Max Struess puts up a 59-foot shot that looks like it was planned. Luca even stayed to kind of guard it. Not so close as potentially foul, but close enough to be a hindrance into the vision. And Struess nailed it. I mean, nailed it. Cleveland goes from down one to winning the game. That place goes nuts. The players come onto the field or onto the court and celebrate. Everyone that went to that game went home happy. That's a Cavs fan. I'm sure there are a few Dallas fans in there, but all the Cavs fans went home happy. They celebrated in the stands. The reaction, like the wide bowl reaction is amazing just to watch. There's like that thought of, oh, that we just lost this game to as the ball is in the air, like, oh, wait, and then it goes nuts. No one, I mean, who's going to anticipate that a 59-foot shot is going to go in? And they celebrated and high-fived each other and hugged each other and walked out of that building thrilled. Great sports moment. Amazing sports moment. Awesome. And you know what didn't happen in that great sports moment that is going to be replayed over and over and over again? Not one fan touched that court. Not one. And yet it was a great moment. I have, when I was in college, I stormed the court for a football game. Stormed the field. It was cool. I admit it was cool. When in that game, they decided that they needed to put one second left on the clock. So we were all out on the field. They had to clear us all off so they could run one play. I ended up on the opponent's sideline with some huge lineman that could have just literally killed me and others that were surrounding him. Luckily for us, he was cool or just knew that he couldn't punch any of us, even though he probably wanted to, and what seemed like must have seemed like an eternity for him for that play to develop and the game to finally be over so he could go ahead to the locker room and get out of this crowd. It was cool. I admit that. I was at Robert Morris when the Colonials beat Kentucky, and no one thought would happen. NIT game, John Calipari does Moon and his hometown school of solid and goes and plays at RMU. And Robert Morris won. It was incredible. Fans come down. We're interviewing people as fans are around. Those guys enjoyed it. Nothing happened. 
I was at RMU right before COVID. Well, actually, COVID was going, but basketball hadn't been stopped yet a couple of years ago when RMU won the NEC tournament championship at home. Fans came onto the court. It was cool. Little did we know that basketball would be stopped hours later and the NCAA tournament would be put aside. But that moment was cool, even if we were, you know, whatever. But it's got to stop. It's not cool anymore. There's too many variables that go in to court storming. You can celebrate and not be on that court. They don't have to go together. Famously, the Oakland Zoo at the Peterson Event Center, they've never stormed the court. They've had overtime wins over West Virginia. They've had last shots against West Virginia. They've had huge wins over number one, UConn. They've had upsets. And the court's been just for the players, coaches, and refs. And that's how it needs to be. There is no fans deserve to be, I pay my tuition, I belong. No, you don't. No, you don't. Only players, coaches, and refs belong on the court. And there are reasons for that. And what's changed about it is, well, one, players are not just student-athletes anymore. They're investments by schools. Some million dollars or more investments. What happens if a player gets injured? What happens if your favorite player gets injured? By one of your own fans who's just so blindly running out there, just knocks into Bub Carrington and he's done for the year. How do you assure that everyone that's running out there is just in the joy of the moment? Can you assure that nobody has a motive running out there? Like, hey, this guy's out. It's going to help our team. Is it just that, and we've seen ESPN reported there have been an average of three per week. So this isn't just we won the conference tournament and we're running out, or once or twice a year where you see this happen. You're seeing it happen multiple times a week. And is it for the pure joy, or is it for the, hey, look at me. I got my phone up. Look at me. I'm running the court. Hey, I'm going to get some clicks. Here I am. Hey, 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 look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look at me. So is it about celebrating that team or, hey, look at me out on the court? Hey, click on my Instagram. Look at this TikTok. Did you check me out on X, Storm in the Court? Is it about those kids? Because if it's about those, ki- those kids and the joy, of- stay in the damn stands. You don't have to be out there to celebrate a big game. You could be in the stands and celebrate it. And Blake Henson can come over and slap you five or whatever. Day-Day Grant, if you're Duquesne, or whatever team is your favorite team, they can come over and high-five you. They want to jump in the stands, whatever. I mean, that's the player's decision. But fans don't belong on the court, ever. Because there's one other scenario that can happen here that – as Leonard Hamilton said, the Florida State coach, and he said it well, he's surprised it hasn't yet. What if a player feels like somebody's coming after one of my guys and a 260-pound senior decides that I'm going to clothesline a 150-pound freshman who's running out on the court? Or you just ran into our best player I'm going to shove you down or shove you the hell out of the way. Or it may not even be like I'm trying to injure you, but I want you out of the way of me getting into the locker room. And it might be on the other side of the court from where he's at when the play ends. And he's just trying to get there and he's trying to create a path. 
and God forbid somebody gets like seriously hurt. Like this dude's trying to clear a path and he swings his elbow and catches someone right upside of the head and that person goes down and gets trampled on, suffers a concussion. What do you think's going to happen at most of those places? I'm suing the school. You didn't provide the security to protect my son or my daughter, and I'm suing the school. Because we want a court storm? Again, I've done it. I get it. I've seen it. I've been in it. It's, it's cool. It's got to stop. Period. And where you stop it is, first offense, that school gets fined a million dollars taken out of the basketball operations budget. Gone. Out of recruiting, out of trap, whatever. Gone. Second time, you forfeit the game. So that big win that you think you just had turns into a loss. And those kids work so hard for, those players work so hard for, uh, goes away. Because you can't just mix them anymore. You can't. Yeah, most of those go without incident. But we've seen two really good players. One on the men's side, one on the women's side. Get knocked down. Thankfully, it didn't end their season. They were able to come back from it. But there's no reason they should have been faced with that scenario. If you're a fan, you celebrate in the stands. If you want to play basketball, work really hard. Or become a manager. And even if your game isn't good enough, you can be there on the sidelines to experience with your team. I don't care what school it is, where you went. It's got to stop. And ropes aren't going to stop it, especially at some venues where it's just easy to get on the court, like Cameron, where it's just right there. I mean, you just you basically walk onto the court to get out of the building because it's so tight. Fans are in the stands. Athletes are on the quarter field. There are some great scenes that are going to be shown over and over in this debate about guys being on the field and how cool it was to celebrate with the classmates. That's nice. That could continue somewhere else. But it's it's going to get to a point and you're going to someone's going to sit back and say, "Damn, why didn't we stop this?" Because a brawl broke out or somebody got hit, somebody, some poor student got hurt, maybe slipped and, and, and fell, and students just kept going. It's just there's no place for it anymore. The purity of it doesn't compute with the in the age where you're paying these athletes a lot of money where they they are investments for your school, NIL, whatever, they're collective, and schools can't afford to get sued. And they can't afford to hire the type of security that it would take. And then if you pay for all that security and nothing happens, well, you've wasted all that money. I mean, do you pay for all that security thinking that Duke football is going to win a game where they upset somebody when the odds are – given their history that they wouldn't have, then, you, then you're taking all that money that could have been used for something else. No, it's really simple. Nobody belongs on the court but players, coaches, and refs, period. Celebrate in the stands. It doesn't take anything away from the game. Just enjoy it from there. There are four teams that got to celebrate getting in the NCAA tournament. They all will play Friday and we're going to talk to every one of their head coaches coming up. Geneva won the pack. Carnegie Mellon, an at-large bid from the UAA. LaRoche won their conference. And Chatham, the women, won the pack as well. 
We'll hear a little bit of their stories as we continue. It is a Wednesday night here on 93.7 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giant Eagle feed the need to benefit Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank is Tuesday, March 26. You can donate now at 937thefan.com or text NEED to 50155. Last year, more than 2 million meals were provided because of the increased need. You know, parents have told the Pittsburgh, the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank that they're skipping meals so their kids can eat. You can help. 937thefan.com or text NEED to 50155. Brought to you by Pittsburgh Regional Transit, Wiggle Whiskey, Hampton Beer Outlet, Bellevue Associates, Wealth Management, and Spitzer Toyota. It has been a great few days for our next four guests. None greater than the man who joins me right now, PAC Coach of the Year, Geneva Basketball Coach, President's Athletic Conference Champion, Jeff Sanicero. Jeff, congratulations. Thanks, Jeff. I really, really appreciate it. Special I'm talking to you, too. It has been a while. Uh, I am so happy for you. First ever PAC title. Can you can you kind of take us through the emotions here of the last few days? Well, I mean, it's 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 been tiring, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's you know, you, you always work about your body of work, you know, and the kids that are putting the work in and you're happy for them. You're you're just I'm really so psyched for these kids because they've earned it. I mean, they have put the time in. They have made sacrifices. They have made commitment to getting better as a team and individually. And I was I was more happy for them than I was for for myself or and my staff. But but they're great too. But I was just so happy for the kids because it's a special uh, group of kids that are easy to coach because they care about what's important and that's. Uh, trying to win a championship. Jeff, did did you take a second to take a mental picture as you were climbing that ladder with the scissors to kind of look over and, and just grasp it all? Yeah, I mean, it's just that's a special, I guess, uh, as a coach, that's a pinnacle of, you know, what you do and all that stuff. I actually took a moment, Jeff, to be honest with you, just to take in the view and take in the crowd and um, – just to just to take that moment in i i know that a lot of people have uh put the time in to you know making that program better and there's a lot of kids that have gone before that have laid the groundwork for that so i was i was taking that in and then uh um you know cutting the neck down is always a special thing and uh um i was happy to do that uh to honor those kids our program and our college we're joined by Geneva basketball coach Jeff Santacero, uh as the GTs will play Friday, 5 o'clock in Virginia in the NCAA tournament. We'll get to that in a second. It's The pack is such a deep conference. So many different programs have had, had rich traditions. 
How are you guys able to do it? Were able to do it over the course of that long season? Well, I mean, I think that I mean this 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 has been building for probably the last four years. I think that we got a group of kids in um, that um, kind of fit to what we were going to do. You know, as far as and different things like that, and um, um, so it was building for a while. And I knew I had a special group because they just were gym rats. They just cared about hoops. They, 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 they were put the time. They put the time and just out out of the court, you know, and watching film and studying their opponents. So it's a very easy group to coach. So I knew that it was building for a while. Obviously, with having Lyle last year, the last two years and. You knew you had the pack player of the year, but um, it's been building. But this group was just kind of clicked in the beginning of the year, and uh, and they just continued to get better and better every day, and took challenges and and ran with them, and took criticism and ran with that, and uh, got better if they needed to. So um, all the credit goes to them. Is that when you know you've got a really special team when they're not satisfied with? reaching one mark that they want to get to the next? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this group, you know, had this group came when we were, you know, polls are polls, you know, but when we were picked to finish sixth in the pack with basically everybody back, except, you know, the player of the year, which is a, which is a big hit for us, but there was some talent on that team. And I think they kind of took a personal and uh, then they started putting the work in and, and started demanding accountability from everybody. Uh, my job was really easy, to be honest with you, Jeff, because it was it was player led, and they were they were making sure guys were being held accountable and and doing what they needed to do. So uh, they were they were ready to go, and uh, it didn't surprise me. I knew we had a special group, um, and uh, and and you know obviously those 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 work habits paid off at the end. Jeff, you guys face St. Joseph's. Uh, it sounds like from what you're saying with this team that they're not just content to get in the NCAA tournament. How tough of a challenge you guys are going to face in Virginia on Friday? Well, I mean, St. Joe's is very good. I mean, they're, they're, they've been to the tournament, uh, I think, the last three years. Um, you know, they're very, they're very similar to us, actually. Uh, uh, they have a lot of, of skilled players at certain positions, and they run kind of a motion offense. They're very good defensively i mean they put way more points up than we do they average 93 points um so uh it's 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 a tough stop but you know we're only giving up 66 so i think that hopefully that'll balance out a little bit they have uh several talented kids um their coach has done a good job he was an assistant with uh jim calhoun for years and uh um he does a good job with his program so Jeff, they're very similar to a couple teams in our conference. I mean, I think they're similar to uh, St. Vincent with their personnel. And I think they're similar to uh, Chatham, who actually played them last year in the tournament uh, with Chatham's style of offense. So I think we have some good good, uh, material to kind of prepare for them. Jeff, a two-part question to end here. Um, I believe your son is a volunteer coach. Uh, What is that? been like for you and then lastly i mean beaver falls and the geneva community is 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 tight what has it been like to see that support grow and to have that uh kind of have them as part of the ride this year well i mean i mean to answer your first part of your question uh i mean it's a dad's dream you know it's a dad's dream to coach his son first of all and and to have him basically volunteer he's volunteering his time he's not getting a dime and one to be part of this group. Um, he understands our system, obviously, from being around it and then watching it for the last uh, five, you know, four or five years. And um, he gets me a little bit, which is good. Uh, he can talk to me a little bit, I think, harsher than my other sisters would be able to do. Um, but uh, he's got a really good mind for the game. Um, he would be an excellent, excellent coach. Um, uh, but it was special to have him on the bench all this year, and then obviously for that celebration. To answer the second part of your question, it was just it was just a great environment, and I would 
I was telling somebody last week, I think another reporter, that that, that was back to the NAIA days where the gym was like that every night, every game. Uh, because when we were making our run at the NAI National Tournament for so many years, the community was so um, so behind us. And I think I think the secret's out. I think I think we have a good program, uh, and uh, we have you know some local kids, and we have some Whitfield kids, and um, I think they're seeing that we're doing something special here, and uh, I think they really they really want to be a part of it. Jeff, best of luck. Jeffrey, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, congratulations. Geneva head coach Jeff Santacero as the Golden Tornadoes face St. Joseph's Friday, 5 o'clock in Virginia. Also at Friday, but at 3.15 in D.C., in Washington, D.C., Carnegie Mellon will be taking on Rowan University, and head coach Tony Wingen joins us now, an at-large bid from the UAA. Tony, congratulations getting back to the NCAA tournament. Thank you, Jeff. It's uh, it's it's good to be on with you, and uh, and good to follow Jeff Santisero, uh, who I've known for quite a long time, and uh, very happy for him to uh, get into the tournament this year as well. Tony, fans may not realize the UAA and the travel that goes in, where you're playing in New York, Boston, Atlanta, St. Louis, Chicago, uh, you know, and even Cleveland and New York and Rochester. How much did that schedule? kind of prepare you for where you're at and how do you think it's going to help you in that game on Friday? Yeah, I, I think it, uh, it, the, just the level of play in the UAA, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, I mean, it, it's a, a playoff type of game every night. Um, and I, I think our team has, uh, has grown during the UAA schedule. Um, and, and we've played a, we've played an outstanding schedule the entire year. Um, we started off back in November, the first week of the season. Uh, we played at La Roche, and then the next morning, uh, a bus picked us up at 4 a.m. to take us to the airport. We flew out to Washington State and played Whitworth and Whitman. Uh, and Whitworth is now in the tournament as well. Um, and I, I think we've grown from being a, uh, a more of an up-tempo, straight-running team that scored a lot of points to playing in the UAA. We've we've got to play a lot of different styles. Uh, you go with against a, a tough defensive squad like Brandeis or, or Washington University um, and then play an up-tempo, high-scoring team like NYU or Case uh, and Emory. Um, we've been prepared to play a lot of different styles of, of, uh, of play, and, and uh, I, I, think we're, I think we're in a good spot. CMU head coach Tony Wingen is with us here on 93.7 The Fan. I was looking at your mm-hmm. roster, Tony. I think you have athletes from 13 different states in D.C. Yep, um, correct. How How is it meshing all of that together, and, and what kind of special bond is it for you to see guys from all parts of the country kind of come together for that, that one goal? Yeah, it um, – uh, and – and that's not to say we're not trying to get some Western PA guys. Uh, <laughs> we, we'd love to have another Pittsburgher on the roster at some point, but uh, uh, you know our our roster really mirrors the uh, the university student body, and uh, and in terms of how to you know how to mesh them and how to develop the chemistry and everything, uh, that that's something that gets passed down from one class to the other uh, with our players. Um, our guys love to recruit, and when somebody, uh, when a, a young man from California or uh, New Hampshire uh, comes on campus for his uh, official visit, um, our, our players welcome them with with open arms, and uh, and I think they get a they get a real sense as to how uh, how we run our program and the and the team chemistry and all of that, and it's. Uh, it's just something that's been fostered over the years, and, uh, and it's really a credit to our, you know, our players to be uh, – they're very welcoming of, uh, of our new guys. Tony, your coaching staff was named the coaching staff of the year. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. To see them get some recognition, uh, and what kind of hours do these guys put in just for the love of these kids and for the game? Yeah, it, and, and that's something that – uh, 
the UAA has always done that. It's been it's not a coach of the year award. It's it's a coaching staff of the year award, and uh, uh, and our our staff. Um, you know, we've got Pat Martinelli, uh, who I, I heard Jeff, you know, mention Chatham had played St. Joe's last year. Uh, well, Pat was the top assistant at Chatham for the last three years. Um, and this is his first year with me. Um, and, and this does a, a great job. He spends countless hours, uh, breaking down film and putting scouting reports together and, uh, working out players individually, um, uh, and he's just been been a great addition. Uh, and then we've got Colin Shaughnessy, who is actually one of my graduates. Uh, Colin graduated in 1998 and uh, brings a, a, an, an alumni uh, attitude, if you will, or and a, and a toughness attitude that he played with. Uh, he, he likes to say he led the UAA in tackles his uh, junior <laughs> and senior years uh, at CMU. Um, and then, uh, you know, all the all the, the talk about grad transfers and things like that. Um, well, we don't have any grad transfers, but I do have a graduate assistant uh, who graduated, uh, Graham Elder, who graduated from the Air Force Academy and uh, is working on his master's at CMU and uh, uh, had an interest in, in coaching with us. And uh, we brought him on the staff. And uh, uh, so it's been a... Uh, so I guess kind of like our roster, uh, it's a, right. uh, you know, a meshing of guys from different coaching backgrounds and, uh, different parts of the country. And, uh, uh, and I, and I think that works very well as well. Tony, in our last minute here, what kind of challenge, I mean, Rowan is a name that, that they're familiar with the NCAA tournament. What kind of challenge yep. are you going to face at three fifteen on Friday? Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, they're they're a traditional power. They they won a national championship back in the '90s. Uh, they're used to being in the NCAA tournament. Um, they are a, they are a very up tempo kind of isolation uh, dominant offense. Uh, they've got three guys. Uh, their three leading scorers uh, combined for about 1,500 points this year. Uh, so they've. Uh, Got wow. two guys that average in the twenties and uh, one that averages almost nineteen, um, and uh, very talented, uh, very aggressive defensively. Um, but as I mentioned before, I think that's uh, that's an environment that we're that we're not unfamiliar with. Uh, it's an it's an environment that we're comfortable with playing in kind of a chaotic up tempo style, uh, and. Uh, you know, I, I I like the matchup for us. I think uh, you know, I think we're we're not out of our element at all, and uh, uh, we're we're just really excited to get there. And uh, we'll get a practice tomorrow afternoon, and uh, get a good dinner in D.C. tomorrow night, and then uh, get ready to go for three fifteen on Friday. Well, Tony, hey, congratulations on getting back to the NCAA tournament. Best of luck to the Tartans. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you very much. Tony Wing and the head coach at Carnegie Mellon. Just up the street is Chatham and the first ever PAC championship for the Chatham women's basketball team. David Sauer joins us now. David, man, congratulations. Uh, I I know Geneva was in. W&J, there have been some really good programs to break through and get this. What's this mean for you and the university? Uh, it's everything, you know, and I think uh, – you know, getting here six years ago and, and kind of, you know, starting from the ground up, um, kind of a culmination of, of all the hard work of, of some of those first teams and um, the university really buying into to helping our program really be successful in the athletic department as a whole. I think it's a tribute um, to the administration, the, the two presidents that we've, we've had um, during my time. But um, it, it's everything and we're really enjoying it right now. You are fourth in the nation at 17 steals a game. I, I, I'm I'm just trying to wrap my arms around that. Just speak to the type of defense and quickness and speed that you guys play with. Yeah, speed speed kills, and we have it. And I think, um, you know, it's a tribute to the talented players that we have on the roster. Um, I, I'd start with Ariel Bruner, who's also a, a 
a national track athlete, you know, top 10 in the country in a few different events um, from Bishop Gilfoyle out there in central Pennsylvania, got here three years ago and, um, you know, one defensive player of the year in our league. Um, but we also have two Division II transfers from the PSAC conference um, that are high-level athletes. And, and uh, yeah, we're pressing for 40 minutes a game. Um, we play a really unique zone in the half court that's really aggressive and, and creates a lot of turnovers. Um, so the combination of that um, has turned into a lot of fast-break offense. And, and thankfully, we got some shooters on the outside there to get a lot of open shots because of that defense. See, Ariel would be the one that I would end up next to running sprints and realize how damn slow I am. So, you know, having that type of athleticism is awesome. And she's also a good distributor for you. She is. I mean, she's the ultimate team player. I mean, she's probably around, you know, hovering around three and a half, four assists, but she's had nine, ten assist games. Um, She's turned herself into not just a phenomenal athlete, um, but a big-time basketball player. And that's, frankly, I mean, why we were able to get her three years ago. Um, she was a Division One athlete learning how to play the game at a high level, and um, she's coming out now, and she's a big-time player. Talking to Pac Champ, Chatham women's basketball coach David Sauer, and a quick shout-out from Donnie Football, who uh, I know has called at least a few of your games this year, so wanted to get that out there. Listen, you've been, David, a lot of places, Florida, New England, Louisiana, uh, why is Chatham the place for you? Um, you, you can win a, at a high level here. And, um, you know, as you probably know, uh, Pittsburgh's a big-time city. And I think um, that's attracted a lot of high-level student-athletes. We're a high academic school. Um, and, and I love living here. I have a three-year-old son, and it's, it's a really good place to put down roots and obviously, you know, build a championship team. So is that son going to be a Commanders fan or a Steeler fan? Well, I talked to Donnie at our championship game. He told me we need to take Drake May, Commanders number two. My dad's from D.C., so we're big Washington <laughs> football fans. He will not say Commanders, but Washington football fans. <laughs> You're a Teal grad, so obviously you know this area. You played in this area. Did, how did that factor in kind of having an idea what the conference was like? Everything. Um, you know, the sports information director back in the day – um, when I was a freshman looking for a job with a guy named Kevin Fensermacher, who is now the associate AD at Westminster College. He was helping run the PAC for a lot of years, including um, when I was looking at this Chatham job. And um, he connected myself and our current AD, Leonard Trevino, and uh, the kind of rest was history there. But without Kevin kind of intervening and, um, you know, expressing kind of where Chatham was trying to go and kind of, you know, flip around the athletic department, um, you know, I definitely wouldn't be here without that connection. David, you um, you get quite the challenge in the first round against Transylvania. Just speak to what that's going to present and how you try to to limit what they do. Yeah, first off, I mean, a big time coach. Um, you know, going to probably be a Hall of Fame coach when she's done. Um, a lot of really good players over there, but um, this team that we have, um, led by Oriel Bruner and Ashley Loudon, um. We we have elite competitors, really unique. I've been at every level, Division One, Two, II, and Three, and the level of confidence and and the way they compete and rise to the occasion is like not many athletes I've seen. So I'm going to be honest; they have to play us too, and I think that's um, the exciting part about it. I think we're coming in, you know, swinging and, and looking for some knockout punches, and we're going to leave it all on the floor. And you're home, correct? Uh, no, we we are on the road. We're on the road. You're we're at actually in Lexington. We're in Lexington right now. We got here about uh, two hours ago. All right. Um, well, hey, congratulations uh, on this season on winning that PAC championship. Good luck against Transylvania. Eight o'clock on Friday, David. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate the time. Thank you. From Chatham to LaRoche, the Red Hawks and Hermie Carmichael, MACC champs. Army, congratulations. Thank you very much. Second straight, third in the last four years, beat Penn State Barron 80-69. to 69. Uh, You guys play Hampton Sydney College in Virginia. We'll get to that in a second. Hermie, I, I want to know that you guys going into 2024, so your schedule in 2023, you're 2-9 and nine and 1-3 and three in the conference. What in the world changed? Uh, I mean, we, we, we play with a ton more confidence in the second half of the, um, of the season. 
I also think, you know, we graduated 55 points a game last year, uh, the player of the year in the conference, uh, second team all-conference, third team all-conference, and then our sixth man. So um, we weren't young, but we were new. And, you know, we had a new sixth man. We had three new starters. We had two transfers playing some minutes for us. So not only for the players, but for the coaching staff, you know, everything was just new and we had to go through so much to finally realize what our rotation needed to be and how we needed to play and, um, you know, just all that stuff. And it, it took us a little bit longer than we would have liked. But thankfully, at the same time, you know, we, we, we put it together at the right time and went on a big winning streak and put ourselves, put ourselves in a position to, you know, to, to still be playing. Harvey, what about those kids allow them to keep believing and not waver? Oh man, I I I think thankfully for us, you know the the culture that's been built um, over the last you know seven years, um, you know not with just winning, but just the type of kids that we have have had over those years, um, and the leaders that we've had over those years, just to continue to to teach not only us coach as a coaching staff, but those guys teach um, what we believe in, how we do things. And just to continue to trust, which is one of our, our words that we talk about, our core value words is trust. And I give this group more than any, you know, the, the, that word meant a lot to our program this year to, to, to come back and continue to fight in the second part of the season. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. We're joined by Hermie Carmichael, the LaRoche head coach. Red Hawks going to the NCAA tournament again. AMCC champs. Isaiah Thomas had a double-double in that championship game. I have to get that out there because everybody's going to, you know, as he's dealt with his whole life, think of the other one. Um, but, <laughs> but, but Joe Starzynski, you know, he's got to be pumped about Baldwin. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And, and I saw your game uh, against Pitt Bradford, and what really impressed me is Bryce Epps for a freshman from, from South A. Uh, like, this dude, like, the ball sticks to his hand, and he's – he he anticipates well, uh, and as a freshman, he's a guy who, who doesn't seem overwhelmed by the task. You you guys have a couple of, of players that really have helped you out this year. Yeah, I mean Bryce. I mean we we you know we threw him you know we threw him into the wolves right away. I mean he we, we told him right from the beginning that you know most likely unless you know things went sideways that you know he was going to start right away for us and. Um, you know, he's just, he's a gamer. Um, you know, some practices earlier in the year, he didn't look real great and some other guys look better, but then we come out in our first scrimmage and he turned, he scored 25 points in our first scrimmage. Um, he's just a gamer. I mean, he's, he's been that way. I mean, he started as a freshman in high school and I mean, scored a ton of points in high school. You know, it took him a while also, you know, to go back to what we were talking about before, it took him a while to, realized that he didn't have to do everything early in the year because, you know, in high school for the last few years, he's, he's had to, um, you know, and once he realized to trust everybody else around him, you know, he became an unbelievable player for us down the, down the stretch. And then Starzynski and Isaiah Thomas, I mean, just big time second, um, you know, second half of the years for us. Um, I think Joe Starzynski was the best player in the AMCC, the second part of the, AMCC, but on um, the first half of the year, he he had too many ups and downs, you know, for us as as we all did. You guys face Hampton Sydney College in Virginia uh, Friday at seven. What is that challenge going to be like for you guys? First round of the NCAA's. Well, I mean, this it's it's going to be a big time challenge. I mean, they're, I mean, if you look at things, they're kind of like the number one. I mean, number one team in the country, and they were the first name to pop up on the on the board and I kind of looked at the team and I said, we might be next. And, you know, boom, five seconds into the selection show, our name was up there. But, um, you know, we played, we played three top 25 teams in the country early in the year. Um, you know, a couple with a couple were within the top 15, um, ranked, you know, at that time when we played them. So, you know, we've been there before with this group and we've, we, we, we schedule that way every year. So, you know, these juniors, have been through this three times where we've already played top 15, top 20 teams in the country. So um, I don't see any of them backing down from anything. 
Um, you know, that, that, that's basically been what we've been talking about is just, you know, we've already been there. We've played these teams. You know, let's go out and give it everything we can get. And, um, you know, let's see where, the, where everything falls afterwards. Well, Hermie, congratulations. Best of luck on Friday. I appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot for thinking about LaRoche. Thank you. Hermie Carmichael, head coach of LaRoche. Best of luck to LaRoche, to the Chatham women's basketball team at Transylvania. That's going to be a very tough task, but I love what David had to say about they got to play us too. Carnegie Mellon to Geneva. Four local programs playing in the NCAA tournament. When we come back, We'll go over some of the earlier topics of the day, some Steelers, Pirates, Penguins. Here's some highlights from some of our guests. Edgar Snyder and Associates brings you the fan text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. It is not getting any warmer. The low is going to be 28. After being in the 60s this morning, it's going to be 28 overnight, partly cold on Thursday. Then the temps will start to rise back up. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. You're listening to 93.7 The Fan. We'll be back. We can get your thoughts in it as well. 412-928-93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.